Gordon Monson, I am, I, I don't remember, I'm, I'm usually geeked out and excited about uh, B's baseball season. I'm a baseball guy. I, yeah. It's my favorite sport to play and to, to follow. But I don't know that I've ever been this excited for a baseball season, and I'm sure our next guest, guest is uh, uh, even more excited than I am. The voice of the bees, Steve Klauke, joins us just a day and a half now from opening night, Steve. It's uh, definitely right around the corner, although it's kind of bittersweet that, you know, the uh, former PCL, now known as AAA West, is starting on Thursday, while the rest of minor league baseball, they're all having their opening nights tonight. That's right. I, I saw a tweet from the bees saying uh, good luck to the Angels family of farm teams that are starting today. So. Yeah, and it's a, it's a new family of farm teams with the different uh, relocation of teams. Inland Empire, which had been their California High A League affiliate, is now their low A affiliate. Their new high A affiliate is uh, uh, Tri-Cities up in the, uh, the state of Washington. And then you've got Double uh, uh, A, the team that used to be Mobile, moved to uh, Madison, Alabama, just outside Huntsville. And because that's one of the headquarters for NASA, the, uh, instead of using Huntsville or, or, or Madison, they're using uh, Rocket City, and the nickname of the team is the Trash Pandas. So it is the Rocket City <laughs> Trash Pandas, which will forever be referred to on my broadcast as just the Angels Double A team. <laughs> You're not going to play ball there, huh? <laughs> uh, I didn't with the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and I'm not doing it with another ridiculous thing. <laughs> What is a trash pen? Isn't that a raccoon? It's a raccoon, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> so dumb. I, I kind of like it, actually. <laughs> of I'm course. Kind of uh, Steve, uh, you know, uh, there's a razor's edge sometimes between uh, the Angels and the Bees. Uh, are there players that you think are major league quality uh, that are going to be playing for this team this year? Oh, I, I absolutely. You've got uh, uh, the number one prospect in the Angels organization, Joe Adele, who was with the team briefly here in 2019, spent all of last year, uh, as short as it was, uh, with the Angels. And, you know, struggled at the plate. He hit only 161, also struggled a little bit defensively. And Joe Madden early on in spring training said that Joe's a guy that needs some more seasoning, and so he's going to get a chance to do that to start the season in Salt Lake. You've got uh, actually a couple of guys that were supposed to be with us to start the year who have already gone up because of the uh, slew of injuries that the Angels have had, particularly with their pitching staff, with uh, uh, Patrick Sandoval and James Hoyt uh, having just gone up. Uh, And they've got a few others that I think uh, that have a chance to to be big leaguers this year, including guys who have been with the Angels in the last couple of years and has also uh, played a number of games uh, with the uh, with the bees and that would be uh matt dice as well as uh, taylor ward so uh, and get the one local kid brennan lund i don't know what his prospects are uh this year but i think he's got the talent to get up there uh at, at some point in time hey, you've got some staples too that bees fans will, will recognize louis uh louis Renifo. Renifo, excuse me mm-hmm. coming back uh avilas jr making a, and john jay who a lot of people around here follow the Cubs. They know him from when he was with the Cubs. John Jay is a guy that the Angels have with the Bees, but I think if the Angels somehow miraculously make the postseason, he's going to find his way onto that roster well, at least then. You know, I, I thought he, he might get the opportunity when the, when the uh, injury took place uh, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Fowler, Dexter Fowler, who's out for the year with a knee injury, but uh, he struggled in spring training with the Angels. He hit the... Uh, 061. He was two for 33, 
Uh, and so he has spent, has spent all this time at the uh, alternate spring training site uh, that the Angels have had down at their facility in Tempe and uh, need to, to work a few things out before uh, he, uh, I, I think, will eventually uh, get a shot. I mean, the guy has played almost 1,200 major league games with the Cardinals, Padres, Cubs, Royals, White Sox, and Diamondbacks. So uh, his, his, his biggest problem uh, has been six career stints on the disabled list. Jeez, hmm. yeah, unlucky. Steve, uh, obviously fans here just love going out to that ballpark. What's it like to be there again? What's it uh, I mean, uh, people, uh, they love going to Bees games because they just love being at a ballpark, and that's as good as it gets around these parts. Yeah, when I came off furlough a couple of weeks ago, I didn't care that uh, it was overcast and rainy. It looked beautiful to me. And now today, uh, you know, uh, since my office is now in the booth, uh, it's a beautiful sun-drenched afternoon, wind blowing, blue skies. Can't wait till Thursday. And we're actually going to open the season with baseball weather. Temperature is supposed to be in the mid-80s on uh, Thursday. So it it sounds like it's going to be a, a great day to start the season. And although it will cool off over the next few days after that, it sounds like the weather's going to be good for the better part of the first homestand, which lasts two weeks. You know, you kept yourself pretty be busy with uh, Weber State basketball and Weber State football in the meantime, Steve. But what has the last year been like for you to be away from baseball? Because the, the whole season was shut down last year, and now we're finally back to that. What's it been like to miss baseball in your life? Well, it, it made me do a lot of yard work, and you know the yard looks as good as it as it ever has because uh, I had a lot of time to to work with it instead of putting on the COVID nineteen. I lost the COVID nineteen because I was able to walk nine to twelve miles a day, and you know being able to do stuff like that was able to keep my mind off the fact that I wasn't going to the ballpark on, on a daily basis. So uh, it was good to have the distraction, but it's even better to be back. Now, hold, wait, let's just stop this for a second, all right, <laughs> Steve. You yeah. walked nine to twelve miles a day. Yeah, yeah. Usually about a, a six mile walk by myself in the morning, and then maybe later in the day, uh, 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 maybe a three or four mile walk with the puppy, and then the, you know, if I needed to, maybe another mile or two after that. But usually that was uh, about it. Maybe twice a week to about three miles uh, at Good midday grief. with my daughter uh, when she had a lunch break. So yeah, it was. Uh, it, it uh, you know it helped me between all that walking and the fact that I wasn't traveling and eating three restaurant meals a day that helped me lose the 19 pretty quick. Wow. That's unbelievable. I, I got up to like two and a half miles. I was patting myself on the back. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't lose the uh, COVID 19. I don't know that I've walked nine miles in my lifetime. I, honestly, <laughs> didn't you used to get like a merit badge for that or something? Yeah, doing that, like, something once? like some sort of a hiking badge and all that. Well, you know, even. You know, even in the later years when he wasn't all that well, you know, Coach Sloan would, would walk uh, five to seven miles a, a day as well. So, I thought, you know, he, he kept himself in pretty good shape, and I'm definitely not a runner. I thought, you know, that would be as, a good a way to try to try to get back in shape as best I could, and uh, it, it worked pretty well. Now, sweet. Now, okay, so just so I can get this straight. <laughs> the walk, was it more like a saunter? Was it like a lollygag? Are you a lollygagger? Were you doing grapevines through the neighborhood? <laughs> As you know, Gordon, being from a big city in the east or midwest, I, I, I always, I've always walked with a quick pace. Usually my wife and daughter complain I walk too fast. So I usually average, depending on the day, anywhere from maybe 16 minutes a mile to 18 minutes a mile. Wow, that's impressive, my friend. Steve Clowkey. 
Steve Klauke, <laughs> Voice of the Bees. Uh, opening day is Thursday night at Smith's Ballpark. And something different about this season, Steve, is extended series. At least it's different for me. It looks like you're you're playing a team uh, for almost like eight games in a row this year. Yeah, the, the way they restructured the schedule, they lengthened the end of the season by three weeks so they could build in uh, a day off every week. And so every Wednesday this season, the team will be off. And we'll start a series on Thursday and end it the following Tuesday. So all series are structured to be six-game series. And I think the happiest people along those lines would be the scouts because that allows them to see every pitcher on each team staff when they're here to, to scout the various teams. So it's, it's definitely going to be different. It's not the four days and out that we've had the – in the past, but I think it, it works out for everybody. It cuts down on the amount of travel. The, the problem is it's a very much an unbalanced schedule, partially due to the fact that April was wiped out. For example, we don't play El Paso at all this year. We don't play the new team in Sugarland at all this year. There's a couple of teams we only play one series. On the other hand, Tacoma comes here for six next week, and then that's it. And then we go there for 18 games during the course of the year, three six-game series. So it's uh, – it's definitely uh, uh, unbalanced, to, to say the least. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be different. And, uh, you know, you, you, when you play that many games at a time, uh, sometimes uh, uh, nerves get frayed and tempers get short. <laughs> yeah. So what do, you, what do you make of it? Do you think it's a worth uh, worthwhile uh, trial, or do you think this is uh, this is going to be short-lived? I, I think this is uh, – it, it really, I think Gordon is here to stay. I, again, it cuts down on the amount of travel, which is one of the things – Major League Baseball wanted to do when they took over uh, the operation of all of minor league baseball. They, they saw, especially in the PCL, that the only league that was in three different time zones and a lot of crisscrossing with uh, you know flying commercial as opposed to charter. There were some early mornings, a lot of 6 a.m. flights after getting back to the hotel at 11.30 at night following a night game. By doing this, it puts an end to it. For example, having every Wednesday off that last game of a series on a Tuesday night if you have to fly to the next city or back home from where you are uh, the the new rule basically is you don't take those 6 a.m. flights anymore you take a, a 10 a.m. or an 11 a.m. flight same thing going uh, from home to a, a city on the road uh, instead of taking an early morning flight we're now taking the last flight out on the day off, so it allows guys to to get more rest than they used to. It's certainly better than what it was a few years ago. It used to be for the bulk of the uh, tenure of this franchise, you'd go from the all-star break to the end of the season on Labor Day with only one off day on the schedule. Wow. So, Steve, I've got one follow-up question, and I ask you this because Austin is here in particular. Oh, but, boy. But I thought when the season started, maybe this was, the Angels would be okay this you year. You fool. <laughs> uh, and they're 4-6 they're and six over their last 10, 13-14 uh, and 14 overall. <laughs> what do you think the prospects are for that team uh, as uh, the season moves on? It would be nice to see what they could do if they could stay healthy. But, again, losing their everyday right fielder who's, who's got a great resume and Dexter Fowler, uh, he's out for the year. Uh, last night, uh, Anthony Rendon, who had finally gotten healthy and was swinging a hot bat, he fouled the ball off his left knee, and he's going to be out for uh, two, three, four weeks or something like that. Uh, they, uh, you know, Shohei Otani had to be scratched from his start yesterday, although he still was able to DH. So uh, I think part of it's healthy, and I think part of it is, uh, you know, it's up to the starting pitching rotation. I think it's better than what it's been the last few years, but it needs to be more consistent. 
And then tell us uh, why Bryce Harper is the most overrated player in, in MLB, MLB history, just while we're torturing each other. Well, Since just Gordon because loves that guy. But he plays, for, great, he plays for such a great organization. Not he's, that. He's, no. he's a great five-tool <laughs> player, but the difference between he and Trout is that he doesn't have that six-tool between his ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, when I, I'm with you. When I think Bryce Harper, I do think tool. That's what comes to mind for me. Uh, let's put it this way. Trout would never fire a helmet off the back of the uh, dugout wall and have it bounce back and break his nose. <laughs> that would be the difference there. Hey, before we let you go, your thoughts on the Jazz. You, you, you don't just cover uh, the bees. You don't just do the voice for the bees. But you are as tapped into the Utah Jazz basketball scene as anybody. This, uh, this chase for the one seed, are you getting all wrapped in, up in that? Or do you think they're going to be all right no matter where they land? I think uh, the way the West is this year, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot. Obviously, you'd like to be at home for as long as you can during the course of the postseason. But uh, as, as a lot of people have said, they, they need to be healthy for the playoffs. Uh, they don't want to you know, strive for that number one seed at the expense of uh, not letting a few guys heal and be fresh and ready to go in the postseason. So you know, I, I'll obviously like what Quinn Snyder is doing and, and the way he's handled it. And, you know, some of the young guys, Forrest, for example, has come up big. Oni has been – he was all over the floor last night defensively making hustle plays. And so it's been fun to watch from that standpoint. And, you know, if, if, if Phoenix catches them and passes them, so be it. But I think uh, the Jazz aren't going to, you know, go down easy from that standpoint and, and, and uh, you know, fight as hard as they can within reason for that uh, that number one seed. I think it's going to be a, a fun race to the finish. And then obviously, because of the new play-in tournament, uh, the teams are going to get a, a week off to recover and get ready for that next round. Steve, it's been our pleasure to have you today. We'll do it again soon. Excited for Thursday night season opener at Smith's Ballpark. We'll get you on the call on 1280. Is it a 6.30 start? What are we thinking on Thursday yeah, night? Yeah, 6.35 first pitch. We'll be on the air at uh, 6.30, and I can't wait for the first pitch. And I can finally erase from my head the illegal touchdown that Southern Illinois scored to uh, help eliminate Weber State last week. I wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> All right, it's... so since I wasn't here, uh-huh. Steve, describe what happened. Uh, 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 they, the Wildcats uh, uh, had, had a uh, four-point lead. They had stopped uh, Southern Illinois at the three-yard line, so they were lining up for a field goal. But a receiver who had only caught one pass the whole year just kind of saunters off the sideline and lines up inbounds near the sideline. Uh, and so, you know, they eventually they run a fake field goal and throw him a pass. But Rule 922B says he has to, uh, if he's coming from the sideline, he has to report inside the numbers so the defense know that, knows that this guy's in the game. You just can't hide along the sideline and then stand there. And that should have been, as soon as they lined up from scrimmage before the snap, there should have been a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty call. Who doesn't know Rule Nine Two Two B, Gordon Monson? Uh, probably the line judge in the, uh, in the from the Northeast Conference that worked the game. Now, <laughs> granted, the Wildcats made some big mistakes on their own that didn't help matters, but uh, sure would have been interesting if that flag had been thrown. Well, let's race it, erase it from our memories with a good night <laughs> out of the ballpark Thursday. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks. That's Steve Klauke, voice of the Bees, right here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone.